Volume. Volume. Um, I'm happy you were All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Next Apex Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm joined here alongside Mr. Uh, Donovan Tompkins. Hello. Uh, be sure to, if you do enjoy the episode, of course, be sure to share it with a friend of, uh, uh, of yours, especially, specifically, car guy friends. Um, of course, they're going to get the most out of it. We are a car podcast after all. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, I, I, I haven't been paying attention at all this week, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> all I know is that a certain car that I was kind of anticipating to get revealed has finally been revealed. Yes. And that's all I've seen this week. That's okay. I'll, I'll lead you through it, Josh. And Good. And we also have the poll. We do have the poll. In fact... It's the finale. It is the final. It poll. is the final. It so is the final. We're poll. gonna have a winner of the uh, best sports car between fifty and seventy k. Finally, yes. <laughs> it's been um, a minute. We'll get to that at the end. We're gonna go through the news first, as we uh, typically do. Um, few article, few articles I have this week. Okay. Uh, sometimes we like to throw these. Uh, random ones in here oh boy is that what we're starting with <laughs> yes oh god and i i know you can see my screen and it looks kind of all i see is a bunch of matrices like i'm a little bit oh it's a tesla thing it is a tesla thing and it's elon musk saying freaking laser beams yes why why uh please explain because this week tesla uh filed a patent for laser windshield wipers i what (laughs) yes so instead of having a physical blade rubber blade going across your uh, window we could potentially see laser beams being projected that apparently clean the windshield okay but like so (laughs) i guess my major question is actually i have three okay two go ahead First off, I can't promise I'm have an answer for you, but <laughs> go <first> ahead. Off, <laughs> is it safe? <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not directed towards the driver. Well, and then second off, like up. I mean, the other problem is visibility. Like, because that screen there, that picture there. Well, the picture, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but if it ends up actually looking like that, no, no, you can get. I think you can project certain, like certain laser beams that don't actually project uh light light that that are views visible to humans at least yeah. right so it would have to be like an ultraviolet something i don't know i'm not a scientist i'm not either but, but um i can tell you that that particular picture that's on your screen right now right <laughs> obviously not I can't looking see like forward. that <laughs> <laughs> yes yes obviously it's not going to look like this picture that we see in the article um but yeah, and apparently it's not just for like water. It can also clean off debris. Okay, well um, that's. Or just actually, as actually, as it mainly says debris. It doesn't actually say for rain. But then, like, what? What's the point? If you're still gonna have windshield wipers, so that's just as useful as a wiper. I feel like we're back at the stage of why try fixing something that doesn't need fixing. oh absolutely this is definitely extra i mean the one advantage which if they got it right is that if it if it works in the rain that you don't constantly have this blade that's going across your vision fair enough if it's just if you don't see the laser beams and it's just if if it just propels the water off that would be kind of cool rain x I mean, it works. <laughs> it works, but imagine it. Imagine it being completely clear all the time without any. Okay, if, if it works that way, I can agree if, that that would be very a very. It good would be improvement. cool. It'd be cool, and I, it would be a little safer for that. In, Again, if but, it works that way, right? I, I th- can agree that that would be a very good. Improvement. If I had to guess, that's probably the goal. That's the goal: is that these laser beams can be projected the entire time, and, s- and without covering the the windshield right like a windshield wiper mm-hmm. and so it's just clean the whole time hmm. and it also uh, also they could also project it to where it gets the whole windshield right you know how the windshield wipers they only get its projected area right okay um i mean it's extra it is extra <laughs> it's very extra even like 
Mercedes Extendi Boy wipers. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You mean like the ones that come out the front bumper or? No. Uh, okay. So, so Mercedes for years has used this wiper design mm-hmm. that like tries to get as much oh, of the okay. windshield as yeah. possible. Yeah. So it literally like pushes the wiper up, the wiper blade up. Yeah. So that way it reaches more of the windshield. It is it helpful? Maybe. Yeah, I guess. But it's especially helpful like, to Mercedes pocketbook because you have to go to Mercedes dealer for windshield wipers. Yes. <laughs> Pretty yes. much. They found an ex- another excuse to get you to the dealer. <laughs> yes, but this just feels, at least as of right now, this feels like that where it's kind of a gimmick. And it's kind of a gimmick, but it could work. I mean, like it, it, if, if it works out to where you never have to like look at any rain on your windshield. Yeah. Then yes, that's worth. I it. mean, that's a possibility, and then also you never have to replace wipers either. Yes, there is that. As but long happens, as they keep working. But 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 what happens if the uh, the beams die or like break or whatever? Right. Of course, that's then probably going to be another mean, electronic that's going to be expensive to fix, and then and it's going to be crazy expensive. Whereas yeah. a wiper blade is what fifty bucks for a pack. Yeah, not even. So yeah, it's this. This is the age we're in. I mean, we're just keep adding electronics. Also reminds me of Mercedes where now in the new S-Class, you can just wave your hand and it closes the door Dumbest for you. Thing. Dumbest thing. We've gotten too lazy. I mean, it, we're just we're just throwing stuff in here just to throw yep. stuff. <laughs> yep. So Can we go back to like simpleton times? Where oh, I mean, I have a 2002 Lexus. I so know. That's, I know. I, I love it. I, want, I love how simple it is. I want just a chassis. <laughs> an interior right a v8 and a manual <laughs> transmission okay that direct the power to the rear wheels that's all i want man it's all mm. it basically sounds so like my like, car right uh yeah just about <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much it's all i need uh maybe maybe just a wagon though yeah yeah, yeah a v8 a wagon. wagon manual in a wagon or hatchback yeah shooting brake i guess technically so, ba- so basically the amg that you uh the AMG that was in your used car last week? Yes, except manual. Kind of kind of like that. Except manual. Getting close. Yeah. So, a CTSV. CTSV, wagon. yeah. Yes. All right. CTSV. So, wagon. did we just solve what you want for your next car? I think so. <laughs> the problem, they're 80 grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very expensive and very rare. All right. Oh, anyways, what if what what other nonsense have we got? Uh, week, we got the WRX. Oh, which I think is nonsense. You do think it's not? I do. I do. Uh, do you know the details? It's, I know some of the details. I I know it's 271 horsepower. Um, I know it's the Ascent. Uh, it's the same FA25 that's out of the Ascent. Okay. Um, so it's turbocharged. It's the Ascent XT, um, Outback XT. Uh, never mind. They don't make a Forester XT anymore. Um, Legacy XT. It's the and it is a Boxer Four engine. Yes, it is a Boxer Four. Wasn't the? I'm, I'm actually not 100 percent sure. The previous WRX was just like an inline four, right? No, it's Boxer. It was also a Boxer. Yeah, it was a Boxer. I know the it STI. Have, so I know the STI was, but yeah. So even the WRX was um, every uh, engine that Subaru makes it sounded a, a bit different, huh? Sounded a bit different. That's because it used equal length headers. Okay, um, and the That's reason why. for that is because of the turbo. So the turbo that they're using now is a twin scroll. Okay, um, meaning that in order to use it properly, you have mm. to have equal length headers yeah. on the on the, tra- on the uh, engine. Okay, um, what gotcha. gave Subaru old Subarus that that really nice sounding like. Do, 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 yes, you know the rumble. That's the what I rumble. didn't like about the previous WRX is that it sounded like an inline four, yes. pretty much. Yes, and the previous like and, every the, and, other the, car. and all other WRXs and STIs right. have always used an unequal length header, which is what gotcha. gives them that rumble. Okay, I'm glad you were able to clar- clarify that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one will go back to kind of the old sound. No, no, no. Okay, this is still going to have a. Uh, an equal length header. Ah, oh, well, they missed they missed a chance there. I fully agree with you. Damn. And I was having a conversation with somebody earlier. I'm not going to name who it was. <laughs> um, and we were kind of talking about the the new WRX, right? And mm-hmm. we were talking about a few different aspects of it. We were talking about the design. We were talking about like the actual like performance stuff. And yeah, um, it's. 
There's a lot that I like about this car, and there's a lot that I cannot stand about this car. Okay. As somebody that likes the WRX at heart. Right. And the styling, generally speaking, I actually like. I feel like I'm on the... I feel like I'm on the... Uh, the Yes. Lesser half. Yes. Of people that like the styling. You are. I really like the interior because you have okay. that, you have the big 11.6 inch screen out of the Outback in the Legacy. Yeah, for the most part, of the interior kind of looks the same, just with the tablet interior. I mean, yeah, it basically center, is otherwise, which is fine. But I, I mean, as long as you get that tablet, I'm happy. That that tablet okay. is huge. Um, and is. by huge, I don't just mean like physically big. I mean like there, it has a lot of functionality. Yes, yes, it's a very good system. Right. Um, but <clears throat> the freaking wheel arches ruin the styling for me i'm okay with black cladding wheel arches on suvs and crossovers it looks great on the uh, cross track i like the cross track i like, I like the styling too. of the cross track it but doesn't belong on a sports sedan raised exactly it's it literally. doesn't these wheel arches don't belong on a sports sedan no not at all and this is this is meant to be a sport yes it's going to yes you can take it off road yeah no one's going to no though. one's going to don't yeah. Don't pretend like this is going to go rock climbing. <laughs> no. Pe- no. All people are going to do is throw mud flaps on it and call it a day. Let's get rid of this freaking <laughs> cladding. Yeah. It doesn't need it. What are we going to do? Make a wilderness version of this? We oh, made a God. Wilderness- I mean, already- that would be cool. Something we actually didn't <laughs> talk about is they did announce a wilderness version of the Forester. Yes, yes. And it's just a lift. It's just it's just the wilderness outback in Forester, guys. Right. What are they going to do with the WRX now? Make a fucking freaking... <laughs> we'll have to clear that. <laughs> this, a- is, this is how much we care about this <laughs> subject because we do care about these Subarus. We like Subaru, but they kind of make odd choices. They've been yes. making odd choices lately. They've been making very odd choices lately. Yes. Uh, they, they're starting to remind me of... G- oh, and the worst part. The worst part okay. of this new car. So they made a new GT trim. Yes, right. I've I don't know the details of it, but please explain because I've heard it's not good the way it's like laid out. So, for the GT trim, they gave you the Recaros, which is awesome. Okay, right. They also gave you electronic dampers. Okay, which is huge. That's it's the nice. first time they've brought electronic dampers. Yeah, that, to a that WRX. would be a great uh, introduction to the uh, new WRX. Yep. So the GT trim slots down below the Limited. Okay. It's only available with one transmission. Uh, I thought that's what I heard. The Subaru Performance Transmission. Ah, uh, yeah. Which, by what I've heard, and to all extent of my credibility, is a CVT with an oil cooler. Wow. Garbage. Come on. Why would you do that to yourself? Garbanzo beans. I was, uh, you had mentioned that earlier, and I was saying that would have been nice on the Wilderness Outback. Yes. <laughs> that would have made sense. You know what? That would have been, been nice? okay. You know what would have been nice in this car? Uh, a proper automatic. The one out of the BRZ would be perfect. There you go. You have access to it. They literally have access to it. And they didn't do it. No. Come on now. Come on now. No. Um, Subaru. But you can't get a manual. You can get a manual. So. But like. At the same time, and yes, most people are going to order it. Right, manual. but you are right. It, for the exclusively the GT trim, that's just a bad decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just not a good decision. And the fact that, so like that GT trim probably would sell really well. Yeah, it would. If it had I a good automatic. So. Yeah, just the seats, electronic dampers, and a stick shift. Uh-huh. That sounds like it'd be a, that'd be a seller right there. Yeah. That'd go great. Yeah. If, Dang. If they literally like just, you know through a i don't know zf transmission in there oh that would have been fantastic that would just been like good. every other car company is that would have right been now. good but subaru has to stick with their stupid cvts yeah and as you can tell i'm a little bit passionate about this uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i might be a little bit of a wrx fan and this is i know i i am too like ah yeah i think they could have done a little better like I'm still I'm still holding out for the STI. Yeah, I, I do the think STI. the STI, they might be able to recover s- some of this. Um, but specifically for the WRX, I also have some words to say with the uh, styling. 
Um, and this is both for this car and the Forester. I do not like the new headlight styling. See, I'm, I actually like the new headlights. It's the design of the headlights is okay. There's just something about the proportions about the front bumper between the headlights and the grills, the proportions I know what you're talking of about. the sizing of everything. There's it's just too, something that's off. It's too far away from the grill. That could possibly be it. It could be that it's too far away. I think that's the issue because the grill doesn't look like it's changed size. It looks like yeah, just the Yeah, it hasn't much. I and think it's just because it's further away. It makes the grill more pronounced. Yeah. It makes the grills, both of the grills, the lower portion and the like In, center portion more pronounced than the headlights instead of giving it the sort of hawkeye look like the uh like the like the current outback has mm-hmm. um it kind of gives it more of an anteater look yeah it kind of looks like it's like trying to like grab at something yeah yeah it, it looks off and they, they did the same thing with the new forester too and i don't like it see i i kind of like it though for some reason like even though i just called it an anteater i kind of like the look of it Um, i'll I'll have to see it in person again the biggest issue that i have with this with this new car is the the cladding on the as far as design goes Hmm. is the cladding on the wheel arches really i think that needs to go that's actually not that big of an issue for me it's i mean I, i said earlier i don't like it and i i don't it's not the biggest issue. The front is an issue, and then also the rear. See, I like the rear, too. The rear just doesn't look Subaru to me. It looks Honda. I will give you that. It looks Honda, and then also, even just ignoring that, um, also, I don't like how the rear bumper has so much black plastic. I don't like that either. I that's I, it, I, That section is just, there's just way too much black plastic yeah. taking up. It takes up pretty much the whole bumper. Yeah. That but part I, I, I don't was, like. <laughs> I was listening. Again, person I was talking to earlier, mm-hmm. um, they they were talking about it. They was they said you know it's almost like in the video where they're introducing the video the uh, the car and they were talking specifically about the GT trim. Mm-hmm. He was like he said uh, it's almost like somebody was in the background screaming, "We didn't listen." No. <laughs> really? <laughs> because literally they went against everything that every fan wanted. Right. Yeah. The most for the most part, the issue is just with design. Well, and the transmission. And having a CVT still. And it's not enough power. So. Oh, yeah, we should. I guess we should mention that, too. Because is the, that rum- the, the, the rumor was that the it WRX could be a big would be. The rumor was that the regular WRX would have 305 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And then that the STI, STI was would like have 400 or something. 395. Yeah. Uh, the du- This new WRX has 271, which is weak. It's still more than the last car, don't get me wrong. Three horsepower more. Yeah. Three horsepower. Mm -hmm. After how many years the WRX has been on sale Mm -hmm. of the last gen? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not much at all. It does have a bit more torque, and also it is a bigger engine, so I I suspect the torque will also be more filled out. Yep. Um, So it'll probably still feel faster. Um, You know what I see going up in value a lot? The previous generation? Yes. Or at least retaining its value. Yes. I would definitely think so because at least as of right now, I still prefer the last gen. I do too currently. And I, uh, again, uh, obviously I want to keep my judgments reserved for the STI. Yes. Because I haven't seen it yet. The STI, I think they could possibly bounce back a little bit. Yes. And I did feel as though the the previous generation WRX looked very tame by comparison to the STI. So if when the STI comes out, it gives it a little bit more of a beefy look. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look quite so, um, I don't know, cross trekky. Yeah. Um, and it looks a little bit more aggressive. And obviously, they'll give it a six speed manual, uh, which obviously this one has two, but like they'll give it with a short shifter and it'll be close gear ratios and all that Hopefully. kind of stuff. Um, then maybe it'd be a bit better. We'll see. That, I think that's about all I have to say. Yeah, about it. That's uh, all I got to say about that. Yeah. Subaru. Um, I feel like your GM now. Oh boy! Do I better. don't know. That's ah oh, man. I don't know if they're quite not a GM. To, not listening to their customer base. Who hmm. does that sound like to you? Does that sound like GM? GM's definitely on the list of companies that don't listen. <laughs> yes. 
That also yeah. sounds like Activision. <laughs> <laughs> that as well. Um, all right. Let's talk about another car with a stick that uh, might be somewhat similar to Subaru customers. The Ford Bronco. Ooh. And this is something I'm happy about is that uh, there's been a significant number of people buying the new Bronco with the stick shift. That's surprising. Which is really cool to see. That is super cool to see. I must be honest, though. What's that? If I'm getting an SUV, personally, I'm going with an auto. I would probably definitely consider the auto as well. Um, And this is coming from somebody that currently drives a manual. Right. I can can see the appeal, though. I can definitely see the appeal. The one thing that is also, like, going against buying a manual for this vehicle is that for the upgraded engine for the twin turbo v6 or turbocharged v6 you can't get the manual in that right but yeah even with that said um it's More manuals are being ordered or well a large chunk of them a, a decent chunk uh it's recorded that 25 percent wow 25 percent of the new Broncos are manual. That's at least as of right now. That's really surprising. That's a really good chunk. And again, you can't get the mo the more powerful engine with the stick shift. So that's just the four cylinder. And that's making but that's making up all Bronco sales is twenty five percent with I the think stick shift. That's a message to Ford. It it I think that's a message to any anybody Everybody. reading this. I mean that's that's really, really good. Yeah. That's a strong chunk. That's like yeah. Porsche numbers of yeah. manuals. For an off-roading SUV. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you can't get the more powerful engine with the stick shift. BMW, Just are you engine. listening? Oh, BMW, man. are you listening? Oh, I, I know. Man, that's super cool. That I'm, awesome. I was so happy to see that. That is awesome. There, there are still a few models where the stick shift is, is living. Like you said, the Porsches, STIs as well. Yep. Um. That's just always great to see. Yep, absolutely, dude. It's great. Um, what's uh, what have we got next? What do you uh? Let's uh, man, I feel like we're always talking about Porsche. We have three articles that are related to Porsche. (laughs) I'm totally okay with praising Porsche. I know, like, look, look. I'm not even necessarily trying to pick all Porsche articles, but they just be doing the coolest stuff. Porsche just stay doing Porsche things, man. Yeah, it's not all like gm uh <laughs> no not at all um roasting gm now oh we we oh, do it every speaking of gm there was a new vehicle from gm that got announced oh did they mm-hmm. what was that this morning well it's not a new vehicle vehicle it's like a trim of a vehicle okay what's that silverado zr2 oh oh yeah 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 that's yeah. right got announced more morning, more off-road focused yep kind of raptor what it ha- guess what it doesn't have a supercharged V8. Yeah. Yeah. Guess that would have been cool. Have. What's that? Baja suspension. Yeah. Guess what else it doesn't have? Um, A good interior. A wide body. <laughs> that too, though. <laughs> Guess what yeah. else GM didn't do? What's that? Listen to the consumer base. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a half. It's a half attempt at yeah. a Raptor competitor, let alone a TRX competitor. Yeah. Honestly, they need to honestly they need to make a ZR1 version of the Silverado. Oh, it'd be awesome! And throw in the literal ZR1 engine from the from the Corvette. Yeah, an LT4 and wide body it. Yes, wide body. They definitely could do it. Yes, they 100% could do it, but they won't do it. Nope, because they don't listen to their consumer base. Nope, or just do cool stuff in general. Yeah, except for the Z06 that's coming out, and then the eventual ZR1 and the eventual. Yeah. Pretty much just the CA is like the only GM product we care about right now. They ruined and also the, the Cadillac. And they ruined and the Camaro. Yeah, the Cadillac. And the Blackwings. They ruined the Camaro, so I don't know. I, I lost my faith in GM. Anyways, uh, back to Porsche. Yes. Um, uh, earlier this week, uh, Porsche came out with like a concept car. It is actually a real car that they made, and it's kind of based on a Taycan, um, and that is their Mission R uh, I guess it's called electric racer. No, no, no. Just the uh, mission R. Yeah, it's just uh, just mission R. Um, uh, basically, it's basically it's completely stripped out. 
uh, I think it has like a thousand, yeah, over, a little over a thousand horsepower, yep. uh, fully electric, um, can go 186 miles an hour or at least 186. And do you know yeah. why they built this? Uh, I do know. There is I'm one reason that we will talk about, but okay. go ahead. I was going to see if you knew why. So they're making a spec series, spec race series. Yes. Which is sick. I'll let you explain that part. So if you know any details. I don't know the specifics of it. I don't know specifically like what all they're going to do with it. Right. But essentially it's going to be the first like sort of GT car race series that Mm -hmm. involves electric cars. Yeah. Uh, Because right now obviously there is an electric car series like electric car race series. Right. Formula E. But right, but it's not based on like any kind of street legal. No, it's not. Although they do race on streets, right? So they they race on streets with street tires. Oh, um, okay. Which is kind of cool. that is interesting. I'm not gonna lie, it is kind of cool that they race with street tires. Yeah. Um, but this series here is going to be you know more of a GT car, which mm-hmm. means that you know it's not open wheel and, well, for now at least, it's going to be one make. So. It's Porsche's Mission R. Yeah. But that's mainly because only one exists. Like right. One GT platform that's all electric exists yeah. right now. So, For now. Um, For now, but there could be others that join. I would love to see um, like electric cars and gas cars kind of like on the same racetrack, like on a mm. somewhat level playing field. Because it'd be very interesting because you'd have the gas cars that are going to be better down the straights. Yeah. But then you'd have the electric cars that would be, be better out of corners and you'll have the gas cars would be better generally through the corners. Like they'd be able to carry more speed through corners because hmm. they're lighter. Right. Like, I feel like that would be a very interesting sort of race. That would be very interesting. That'd be very entertaining to watch. You would have some really great clips come out of that. Absolutely. Like, like imagine the differences in battles between uh, like racing on in Monza Mm-hmm. versus racing at like um Laguna Seca. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the difference would be crazy, like the the battles that would come out of that would be so freaking sweet. Right. I feel like at least. Kind of like the old touring car days where you had Camaros and Minis battling yeah. it out. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's super cool. Uh by the way, if you haven't seen pictures of this thing, you should definitely check it out cuz also the design of this thing it's so detailed and it just it just looks really really cool great design elements glass panels yeah (laughs) big ones too yeah the design of this thing is just super Super sick super cool super sick um another reason that i wanted to bring it up too is that uh porsche also stated that just like how the mission e concept previewed the tycon this is also supposed to preview potentially stuff another SUV later down the line. Yeah, which I expected. It would because uh, I know that there's been talk about making the Macan all all electric. Well, okay, so yes, but not particularly with this. Really, this could potentially be related to an electric 911 in the future. See, this isn't an electric two door. This doesn't really resemble a 911. To me, so though. maybe not the 911. It more but so, an electric two door. Okay, because this more so looks like a two door SUV to me. It's got the proportions. You think so? I think so. No, it just looks like a, a two door Taycan. It looks like an SUV. What are you talking about? That thing is low. Okay, yeah, the actual <laughs> like, yeah, yes, because it's a race car. It has to be low, but like, right. it looks like it's tall. I think that's just because the batteries could be i don't know it looks way taller than it should be that looks about as tall as a tycon does it though i don't think it does i think it does i just think that the front end is very squared off except for the you know it whereas the, the tycon kind of slopes down it could be the livery too yeah i don't i don't think this is really like crossover like this is definitely more car like okay it looks crossovery to me this this to me with that with uh what porsche um, stated looks like this is also previewing a two-door electric sports car which i'm fine with which could either be a cayman 911 or a new model entirely right um do you have any thoughts about that not really uh i, would I hope, think it'd be cool i would hope that for now they would make it a whole new model yeah yeah um, i think so too i think that's what they will do i don't think it's time to kill off the 911 as a gas no car. no no 
No, although we do have the hybrid coming. But yeah, the for, hybrid is for not now, full electric. No. Well, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is potentially um, inciting of a two-door uh, new model coming maybe two, three years down the line. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now, I don't think anybody does the electric game. I mean, you could argue Tesla, sure, but I don't think anybody does the electric game better than Porsche because they just have such a dynamic, like, driving experience. Yeah, that they for like an attainable the, yes, electric that they, car. That yeah. they make it the most entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Because unless you're going straight with most, most electric cars, like, that's the most fun you can have is just accelerating. Yeah. And that gets boring. Well... I do want to present this article to you. Oh, no. And that is that the Tesla Model S Plaid is now the fastest electric vehicle around the Nürburgring. You're joking. Officially. I'm not. This is official. Huh? Didn't we bet on this? I told you. What did we bet on? What did we bet? We bet that the Tesla Model S Plaid would beat the Taycan Turbo S. No, I know, but like, was there stakes? Uh, I don't think we did. Do I owe you anything? Uh, I can double check, but I told you it would beat it. And it beat it quite a bit. How bad? I believe... So the time, the shortest time is 7 minutes and 30 seconds. The Taycan Turbo was 7 minutes 42 by 12 seconds. You know what Porsche is going to do? Taycan Turbo GT. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Abs- but that was also what we talked about. We yes. talked about if Tesla does beat them, yep. Porsche is going to come out with a new And Taycan. it'll be within the year. Probably, <laughs> and it will come back and and beat it. But then, hey, man, I I said it. As long as it handles somewhat decently, the the vast amount more power that the Model S Plaid has, it it would make up for it. I guess so. Dang, I was wrong. It beat it by twelve seconds. I guess me and just my Tesla hatred <laughs> couldn't get past the. Uh, yeah. And this, and by the way, it is confirmed. It was fully production, like. It says it right here, Tesla Model S Plaid just set official world world speed record for production electric car at Nürburgring, completely unmodified, directly from factory. Interesting. Yep. No, no silly business going on. And also keep in mind that um, Tesla has also been spotted at the Nürburgring with an even more aggressive version with a wide body, I think some aero. So even if Porsche does come back, Tesla is going to try to come back too. But... I kind of agree with you, which I already know you're probably thinking, is that if Porsche really tries, it's going to be very hard for They're Tesla. They're going to bring it down to like seven minutes. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know about that because the Taycan's heavy, but I, I think they can come back and do 722. I, I, think, I think that's the number I'd give it. I think they'll go even quicker than that. Just knowing Porsche, they whenever they put their head to it and like actually go for a record, yeah. because... Did they go for the record before? Yeah. But like at the same time, it was like a announcement model, right? Yeah. And uh, also, maybe this is somewhat strategic by Porsche, but also back when Porsche did do this, they actually didn't use a Turbo S. Yeah. They used a Turbo. Yeah. So that was kind of like maybe that's their excuse as to, oh, well, that's why. Because yeah. it wasn't even our fastest one. We're not even trying. Yeah. But even it would probably still be a Turbo S. 12 seconds is a lot to make up. Yes, it is. But I guarantee you, if they do like a turbo GT model, bro, you know, they're wanting to, you know, they're going to, they're going to, you know, that they saw this this morning. Oh yeah. They started shouting nine (laughs) and they're going like, they're probably still working right now. Like they're all, most of Germany's asleep right now Mm. and they're probably hard at work right now (laughs) (laughs) on their fifth cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, man. And they're probably going to come out with something by January. (laughs) (laughs) By January. Yeah. I bet. Maybe we could do another bet. I bet within like, I bet within two and a half weeks, we'll see a Taycan being spied at the Nürburgring. I don't know if it'll be that quick. (laughs) I, it could be. It could be just a turbo, it could be just a turbo S with a big wing stitched to it and a wide body. Like, it won't look good, (laughs) but they'll be there. I don't know that it's going to be that (laughs) Two and a half weeks. I'm thinking a month and a half. I don't know, because Porsche also already, they're smart. They knew this is coming. 
Yes. They knew it was coming. I still think it'll be closer to a month and a half. Man, I don't know. Porsche's going to be eager. I think it's going to be like a month and a half. They're going to be eager. I know. I know. <laughs> but I think this is going to be like a month and a half that yeah. we got to wait until Porsche is like, all right, you know what, guys? F you. We're taking this back and you ain't coming for it. Right. One big question about the our uh, supposed Turbo GT that we have in our imagination is one big question is will it actually have any more power? Yes. You think they'll figure I it do. out? You think they'll figure it? Because a lot of manufacturers are still behind on the EV game. Yeah. But you think they'll figure it out? I do. And also, you got to remember that this Turbo S mm-hmm. had a lot of power. Yeah. It was 750. This Tesla has like over 1,000. Over 1,000, yeah. So I guarantee you that Porsche is going to be like, all right, you know what? They'll, they'll, they'll pull a 918. They'll give it 900 horsepower. Possibly. And then they'll say, oh, it's only, you know, it's 100 less. It's going to be slower. Yeah. And also knowing Porsche, they'll think of everything. Yep. And maybe they maybe they'll even come up with some kind of better, uh, different type of motor yep. that they can also engineer and also the transmission. Yep. Tesla still has not implemented anything like a two-speed transmission or anything. Porsche can maybe even go deeper with that. Um, maybe Porsche could do like a... Because right now they have like a, a, a low gear and a high gear, right? So high gear exactly. for... For continued acceleration at higher and speeds. And then at a high speed, So what if over. they were to create like a four-speed where you just get extra acceleration like you would in a regular car right. per gear? If that's how it works. I mean, I would assume that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, that's... As you get to the top of the gear... That's why they did the two-speed in the first place. Yeah, but like as you get to the top of the gear, it kind of runs out. And so then you need more acceleration until yeah. you go to the next gear. It's possible. We the main thing is definitely going to be suspension work, making it lighter, all that stuff. You already yeah. know that's going to happen, but improvements to the battery is a big, big question mark. Huge question mark, but it's Porsche, so my faith is more than there. Okay. What else? What else have we got? Porsche again. Oh, uh, but sweet. the main subject isn't Porsche. It's Lotus. Ooh. And why we're talking about Lotus is we already know there's a few new models coming out. They have the electric hypercar, and then they also have the uh, new Avora. Yep. Or no, Amira. Avora. Amira. Yes. And, and the Amira is the, replacing. Avaya. Yes. The Avaya is the all-electric hypercar. Mm-hmm. And they have an SUV coming. I did know that. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and it looks like it's going to probably compete somewhere in the Macan range and I am really excited about this. I am too. Because I love the Porsche Macan, I by the too. way. I think it's one of the best dailies you can get right now. I agree. It's such a great package. Um it's Porsche. Do you expect anything less? Of course not. <laughs> um but Lotus I'd really love to see this Lotus SUV. Uh mind you, when the Amira was revealed, there was a Big improvement to the interior, so I think interior-wise, it'll be halfway decent. And then Lotus just knows how to make a good driving car as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, this also reminds me of the conversation that we had months ago about the fact that Porsche kind of doesn't have like a direct competitor. Mm-mm. Not like BMW and Audi or BMW and Mercedes, where they're all like very, they're very close in line. Yeah. Porsche doesn't really have any quite direct competitors. The closest nope. is maybe like Maserati. And Maserati realistically like should be they a direct should competitor be. to that. Yeah, but right. Maserati but they're owned by FCA. Made, yes. Well, <laughs> Stellantis now. Sorry. And who knows? Maybe under new ownership, like Maserati will turn stuff around. And that's what but we had talked about. During is their exactly. And during their time under FCA, they did uh, nothing good. Um they they made what? The a, a, an outdated convertible and coupe, and then right. they made a SUV that used Dodge Dart parts. So right, it drove good. It drove, but well. it's just it like sounded good. When you're at Porsche's level, you need to get everything good. Everything <laughs> has to be good if you're exactly. going to compete with exactly. Porsche. Exactly, and even just to compete with Mercedes and BMW and Audi, because even though they're uh, less expensive, yep, they didn't feel it nope. <laughs> per se. Nope. So. Um, so yeah, we were talking about that months ago about how like Porsche doesn't quite have like a direct, direct competitor. 
has somewhat competitors, but nothing that's really a, in line. Um, but it looks like Lotus is kind of looking to fill in that spot I would with be okay its sports with cars and with this SUV as well. I would totally be okay. And with I'm this. really excited for that. And I don't know if you noticed on this screen, there's that SUV. Scroll down. Notice that's a different headlight. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're planning two SUVs. That almost looks like a sedan. Mm, I think that was an SUV. I think that's a crossover. This one's definitely an SUV slash yes. crossover. That one's definitely. I don't know. We'll just. I'm I think that's sure. more of a like Macan sized vehicle, and then the other one's more of a mm. Cayenne sized. Possibly, possibly. Uh, also, it's possible that they'll go straight into electric. By the way. Oh yeah, no, that's one hundred percent what's happening because yeah. they've already said that the Amira is the last gas powered Lotus that they're going oh, to make. Oh right, right. So, so yeah, everything this is fully else, electric, and although not official, yep. but Porsche Macan's becoming electric. Yep. And actually, it's probably going to happen next year. Yep. Um, and also, I theorize that the Macan Turbo is probably going to be the fully electric one. I think you're, which is why right. the newest generation only has a GTS. Um, I'm really excited for that. That's gonna be very cool, and it's just it's just great to see Lotus finally like kind of coming up. And yeah, and 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 not only that, but doing it in style. Like yeah, this is th- like the Amira and the Avaya are the most stylish Lotuses that I can ever think of, and I love Lotus. Like I think Lotus. I mean, maybe you could say the um, what's the name of it? Um, the submarine, the Lotus submarine. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name of the car. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah, why can't I think of the name of the James Bond Lotus submarine? Um, I'm literally picturing it in my head. This is bad. Uh, what is, is that what it's called? Oh, a, a spirit. Yo, the Esprit. Esprit, the Esprit. sorry. Yeah. I knew that so was the, the, the later version of the Esprit, yeah. in my opinion, is one of the best Lotuses ever, like aesthetically. Mm. Yeah, it is a good-looking um, one. Specifically, the Esprit Turbo. Because the Esprit Turbo gave it a little bit wider of a body, mm-hmm. and you got a turbo. And so stupid power to the rear wheels in a mid-engine car that sent it just sideways. It was stupid. Yeah. It was awesome. So I think that this, like, the the track that Lotus is on right now is just yeah. perfect. Now they've kind of got the funding to do all this, so they're going all in for it. I can't and wait for this to pop up too. Speaking of like sort of boutique manufacturers going for bigger brands, what's is that? Aston Martin. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Going after Ferrari, I think it's like oh, the coolest freaking. Yeah, all their new sports cars coming out. They oh. just look so cool too. Ah, oh, oh. they really do. They look. They look so timeless. Cool. They look they like do. they're gonna stand the test of time. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, and they're both functional and just really good looking. And if they prove to be even remotely reliable. Mm-hmm. Then I think that they are going to outsell Ferrari. Ooh, ooh, really? I think so. By the end of the decade. By the end of the decade, okay. I think that by the end of the decade, you could see Aston Martin Oof. outselling Ferrari. Ooh, I mean that's that's a big one. Yes, but if their cars perform, and if their cars look as good as they do, yeah, and if they are reliable, right? I don't see why they wouldn't. Hmm. They we'll also see. have the heritage of Ferrari. Uh, but Ferrari's I know Ferrari's, Ferrari's Ferrari, up there. But Aston Martin is also Aston Martin. They have their A little own bit. legacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one thing, like if you're comparing years years of sales combined, the one thing that Aston Martin does have an advantage of is that they've came out with an SUV well before. And as we know, SUVs bring in a crap ton of money. Yes, but my my, so, my that's point one advantage. Is, my point is not necessarily that they're going to outsell them over the entire okay. decade. Okay. By the end of the decade, they will have they will be outselling them for that year, but a decade from now. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That's that's a big one, and it's going to take some time to see that happen. Yeah, it'll be a decade. So we have ten years to be able to figure out if that prediction is true. All we'll right. probably have join us on episode two thousand two hundred and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys then. Um, well, that's it for uh, articles, and now we are going to move on to the finale 
of our tournament. And you know what I've just realized? What's that? I can't look at my poll. Why is that? Because my phone's up there. Oh, I'm looking at it. Hi guys. Well, hopefully we won't have to. <laughs> hopefully we won't have to pull that out. But we'll, we'll we will see. Um. So we have the Nissan Z. Yep. The and brand the, new one, the brand new Nissan Z, which I think is a phenomenal car. Yes. And the BMW M2. Yes. Which is also a phenomenal car, potentially yes. the best BMW you can buy right now. Yes. So at least for an enthusiast, this is a very good finale I yes think. and it's also quite surprising because the z was the sleeper yes it's not even in the price range it's that like we set out grand. for correct and the uh, m2 is like six speaking of which i found out recently that when benchmarking the z they benchmarked it against the supra mm. i mean i can see that i mean yeah of course but yeah. like i think that that's like perfect because of course you know overpriced bmw right <laughs> with the toyota badge oh, from across man. the street yeah of nissan you right. know what i mean like that's it's perfect mm-hmm. nissan did well I'm, I'm proud so do you have a choice between these two cars because this is a really hard decision and the fact that we kind of chose cars that kind of do the same thing yeah tell them about two well-balanced rural drive Manual with option. Yep. And front engines, about 400-ish horsepower on yep. both of them. Yep. They're both very similar. Yep. Which I think we're starting to realize what we both like, yep. <laughs> which is these two cars. Yep. Um, me personally, if in this particular scenario, price is no issue, I'm going with the BMW. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it is just a better, well-thought-out chassis. Mm-hmm. Because the Z, although it has been heavily reworked, is still the 370Z chassis mm-hmm. at heart. Yeah. That being said, if price is an issue and you're looking to be in the $40,000 range, well, you can't get an M2 for $40,000 right. new. Yeah. But you can get a Nissan Z for $40,000 yeah. new. So, and shoot, the fact that I'm even comparing the two is proof that this is probably dang good car yeah um, especially for the money but this is not a forty thousand dollar challenge this is a seventy thousand dollar challenge 50 to 70 yeah so for that purpose i am going with the m2 yeah because i think it is just a overall it will prove to be an overall better chassis yeah um you have a slightly shorter wheelbase on it uh i do believe um and I, I mean, although I love the look of both of them, like the M2 just has that aggression to it that I don't think the Z quite does. The Z is more of an elegant look. That and also kind of retro too. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, but yes, specifically the challenge was 50 to 70. Yes. And so even though that is quite remarkable that out of all the cars we chose, the Z made it this far, the M2 is going to win because I'm choosing it as well. I expected that. Yes. Um, the Z the Z is going to be fantastic for the price when it comes out. It has the power. It has the, the overall characteristics that we look for in a sports car. Um, but like you said, um, the big drawback is that it is based, still technically based off of the 370Z, which is probably going to be its biggest flaw uh, if it is going to be like a huge flaw. Um, and the M2 is nearly zero, a nearly zero compromise sports car. You can get a stick shift. It has an absolutely fantastic inline six, probably one of the best six cylinders ever made. Um, the chassis is fantastic and it's just hard to beat. Yeah. That's another thing. I love the B58 engine. Yeah. In itself. And BMW like, just makes great six cylinders. They have been for decades. Well, um, you had the the S fifty four. Yeah, that was a bit of a stain. Mm. <laughs> well, the one in the M two is fantastic. Yes, the one in the M two is amazing. So yeah, for for the rules that we laid out in the challenge, the M two is gonna win. I agree. So and that one over a C eight, the Hellcat TTRS, 
uh, Camaro ZL1. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had there were some very great competitors in here. Yeah, Hellcat. I don't think I don't remember if you said Hellcat or not. Yes. Um, oh, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Porsche Cayman. Oh yeah. Although, ah, it was a base Cayman. If we were talking a higher price range, Cayman might have probably would. But we were just talking about a Cayman S. Yes. Which was already pushing the budget. I think yes. it was like a seventy-two. I think. No, we were we were talking about a base Cayman. I think. Uh, well, no, no, we said Cayman S. Did we say Cayman S? Uh, yes, which I also just drove a few we- few days ago, and it was I great. Like it. it was great. Yeah, it was great. They're awesome cars. Yeah, um, but anyways, M two. Yeah, that's M- your winner. M two takes the dubs. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I really I don't mean, either, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just a great car. Um, but I guess is it time to close out then? Do you have anything else you want to do? That is it. That's it. Well, dang, sweet. I can go to bed, right? <laughs> you have to drive home first. Shh, let's not talk about that part. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go through uh, t- today. I don't feel like changing gears. I'm not going to lie uh, and have the V8 ringing in your ear for a little bit. I still want the V8. Ah, uh, well, just that's probably so that's probably the, the only thing that's getting you home. Just not so much the shifting. It's <laughs> probably the only thing that's keeping you awake. Honestly, you're probably right. <laughs> Might have to roll the windows down just to stay alive. Um, Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Um, Of course, if you did enjoy it, be sure to uh, give us a like rating and share us. Share share the podcast, of course, with one of your favorite people, specifically car guys, like I said earlier. Um, Of course, if you did enjoy it, uh, follow us over on Instagram at the Next Apex Podcast. Follow Donovan at D Tompkins Media. Follow me at Josh underscore Bayless. But ne- until next time, and I just completely screwed up this ex- this outro. As always, we will see y'all on the next Apex 